Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, brought to you by patrons Scribbles and Carlo, as well as the Fat Earth Society, the society that suggests the earth we live on is dummy thick. Hello, welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. <laughs> he sounded so surprised. Um... <laughs> In a shocking twist. <laughs> and I'm Paper, and today's Probably Bad RPG idea is the intelligent robe of stealth with the personality of Clippy and the voice of Brian Blessed. It looks like you're trying to sneak by unnoticed. Do you want help with that? I can't do a Brian Blessed impression, I'm very sorry. Neither of us can, which is what makes this the ideal choice for our podcast. <laughs> um, I feel like more items should be quote-unquote cursed, not in the sense of they're malicious, but simply in the sense of they're intelligent and very annoying. Yeah, they're cursed like, in like, the internet sense. Yeah, they're cursed in the same sense that I'm cursed. Um, <laughs> like, you have your yelling robe of stealth, you have a vorpal sword who's an ardent pacifist, you have a healing ring that hates you. Masochist shield. Mm. I mean, Masochist shield could be helpful. I guess it depends if it's like erotically moaning it, every time. It it's could hit. be helpful, but at what cost? <laughs> but I specifically like the personality of Clippy because I love the idea of a magic item that has like some small amount of AI arcane intelligence, which mm. tries to figure out what you're trying to use it for. I see you're trying to stop the force of evil. Do you want help with that? <laughs> I, I feel I'd like that, especially if it's got a really incorrect idea. Like, you are stopping the force of evil, but the sword is pretty sure that you're, like, harvesting wheat. 
See, I'm just thinking about, so when I use Microsoft Word online for work, um, sometimes it pops up with like helpful suggestions. Like, ah, are you sure when you wrote this, you didn't mean this other phrase, which means something completely different? Yeah, like I feel like this. Like if you have like a staff, or would you like me to? Like... Would you like me to make this casual note that you're writing to yourself more formal? Hmm. Like yeah, because it'd be like if you have a staff and it's got like six spells, and you're like yeah, I'm gonna cast healing. And it's like I notice you're I notice you're casting healing. Would you instead like to cast incredibly painful death? <laughs> you're trying to cast light. Did you mean swarm of insects? I feel like, like this world is just like everything else. Like, did you mean swarm of insects? I like that as a curse to put not on an object but on a person. Like mm. every time you try to cast a spell, it will be swarm of insects. Like not even spells. Like you try and cook your dinner, and instead of macaroni cheese, it produces swarm of insects. Mmm, cockroach and cheese. <laughs> every time you try and create anything, like mundanely or magically it creates a swarm of insects <laughs> but to go back specifically to the clippy personality I just I love the idea of a magic item that is just incredibly cheery with no clue what it is you actually want from it mm. like it is incredibly cheery and incredibly helpful and incredibly stupid it needs to be stupid and condescending in equal measure. Yeah. Like, you're swinging the sword at an um, ogre and it's just like, I notice you've not filed your taxes yet. I'll use my magic to do that. <laughs> and you're like, please, you're a sword. You cannot file taxes. And an ogre is pulling my leg off as we speak. And it's like, don't worry, I'm connecting to DeviantArt now to upload your taxes. <laughs> Pretty deviant art. Yeah. One goblin with a tax kink is having a great day. <laughs> goblin with a tax kink is my next D character. Like, because I mean, like, I feel like in goblin society, tax and finances are probably like frowned on. So I could imagine it becoming like a common thing. But anyway, this isn't this is the idea we're doing. I don't know what the fuck it is I'm just saying. Just very distracted by the phrase finances are frowned on. Finances are frowned on in goblin society. What does that you just, mean? Like, you know, you just you just have you just have a rock and like a hole and if you're going like, hey, how much money does this cost? And all the goblins will be sad because they just want their rocks and their little hole to live in. <laughs> so it's, it's not that they've just, like, rejected material society, it's that they actively hate the concept of trade. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why they got rid of this cursed sword that tries to upload your tax returns to DeviantArt. <laughs> The only reason. Hmm. Like, if you like Trader, there's no reason to object to it. Anyway, so moving back to the idea, because we seem to keep going in very silly directions this episode. It's just that kind of day. Yeah. We're just having a silly little time here at the probably bad box. 
thing is, Nick's not here today, which means I've been, I've just been like being professional at work all day. This is this is bad for me. You can keep being professional here, I guess. We won't, but you could be. That would be an interesting challenge. So, <laughs> yes, cursed be. items. I mean, the thing is, we've mostly just been roasting Clippy, I think. I mean, to be fair, Clippy did kind of suck. Yeah, I, I did not like Clippy. Hot takes for, from the 1990s here. <laughs> like, I, I didn't like any of the little assistants, but at least one of them was a little wizard. Hmm. I can't remember what my favourite assistant was. That is quite sad. <laughs> I feel like it's probably more sad to have one. Everyone send in who your favourite assistant was, <laughs> and we will ignore it. I might not. I answer ask sometimes. Like, I feel that what you need is like, because the really cheerful clippy personality, it could work very well if it was like, a sword threatening someone I can imagine that like being reasonably do you want me to remove your head like in the right context yeah or that it... would be off-putting I see could... you're trying to disembowel my owner would you like me to cut you throat to throat to, st to stomach <laughs> I almost said throat to gullet that's that's the same place <laughs> <laughs> it is not very good at threats <laughs> thing is it only has a sword's understanding of anatomy <laughs> I, I, I do rely on a sword which his intelligence wants to fight but has no knowledge of anatomy whatsoever. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll stab them right in the wings, it says, <laughs> lunging at the air above the person's shoulder. I believe the heart is stored in the pinky finger, <laughs> so I simply remove that and the threat is gone. You swing it at your enemy and it warps space, and it's meant to warp space to like directly hit the heart or something. But it doesn't know where that is, so instead it just hits a random body part. So sometimes it decapitates them, and sometimes it just trims their fingernails. <laughs> Do you have no way of knowing? I mean, given how health works in D&D, I'd take that chance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess to be fair, anatomy doesn't work in D&D. Like... You just have, like, a bag of health that's You can be like... disemboweled and then have a nap and be fine. Yeah. So maybe you can die from having your fingernails trimmed too aggressively. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess the way human, like, the way health works is just, like... So humans in D&D &D and, you know, other life forms, they don't have anatomy. They're just bags full of health, like water balloons. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you cut them, some of the health comes out. And when all the health has gone out, they die. If you stab them too hard, they burst. Yeah. And that's a one-hit kill. Yeah. Critical hits are where, like, the balloon pops a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're learning so much today. <laughs> but not about robes of stealth with the voice of Brian Blessed. <laughs> no. Because, yeah, so I imagine, like, the robe of stealth, you know, it hides what you look like. Like, hides that you're there. So it just sounds like the disembodied voice of Brian Blessed yelling through all buildings you're sneaking through. I guess it could be useful if it throws its voice. Yeah. Like, the voice of Brian Blessed is not coming from where you are. It's coming from, like, three feet to the left or something. Yeah, I... 
I guess what we invented out was a magical item that makes a person think they're haunted by the ghost of Brian Blessed. And like, I'm sure that would be useful for somehow. I mean, it would distract me from guarding the evil castle. Yeah. That's more like it's like, oh, I should go get Brian Blessed's autograph while he's here sneaking into this top secret base I'm guarding. <laughs> I mean, either, either way, mm. the guard is distracted. Yeah, like, I guess... Like, it seems says that anything is a stealth spell in the sense of, like, I cast Meteor Swarm and now there is no one around who can see me. It's like the same thing of, like, if you can get everyone to leave, you can be as sneaky as you want. I like the idea of an item that helps you with a specific task, but in a really roundabout way. I like the cloak of stealth when you put it on, it kills everyone around you. I mean, that too. But <laughs> that I'm just thinking, ending. like, I cast Hero's Feast, and then you just get a little text from Just Eat saying your food <laughs> is on its way. That's why it takes so long to cast. Summon monster and it just calls a demon an Uber. <laughs> We've solved mad... <laughs> We've solved urban fantasy, guys. <laughs> It's all just gig economy. There's no such thing as magic. It's just underpaid randoms. I mean, I guess that that's certainly a twist that could happen. Yeah, like, I guess it's like, yeah, I cast Fireball and then they just get someone to come over with a Molotov cocktail. That's the next um, gig economy thing. <laughs> you phone a number and they have someone show up. Just hiring someone to riot on Fiverr. Yeah. Fiverr Assassins. <laughs> I'd read that book. Actually, what that feels like is a manga. Hmm. There is a book which is the gig economy monster hunters, but we're getting away from the idea again. We are. Shall we abandon the idea entirely and just go to questions? I... I want healing item, and when you cast it, it reforms the healthcare system. That would be powerful. I'm into it. A healing item, when you cast it, it alters history so you weren't injured. So it heals you, but also it's fucked up the time stream. <laughs> Last time on Tales of Morterra. Awesome! 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 We can't, like, tread upon <laughs> our brain with you. I saw she was going to try and, and surf on the horse. Get, get dead? Eh. Uh, you want to kill me? I'm a wizard, I've always got plans. Tales of War Terror, an actual play podcast. Available wherever you're listening to this right now. Anyway, questions? Yeah. Um, so, someone who wishes not to be named. Uh, by which I mean they submitted the question on Anonymous. I don't know. I don't know why I phrased it like that. Um... A mysterious <laughs> benefactor asks. A cloaked figure steps out of the shadows <laughs> and says, what do you think a good class to be a chef would be? And then disappears into the night. Okay. So barbarian because they can cut the vegetables because they got a big axe. Can they cut them precisely, though? Uh, cooking's more of an art than a science. 
Yeah, so you need to make it look nice. Mm. Like, I feel like for the knife skills, you're going to want a rogue with all the finesse yeah. weapons. I mean, I guess a fighter could do a decent job, too. Mm-hmm. Like, a warlock, you know... A wizard could use fireball to cook things very quickly. I feel like the answer is probably an artificer, because they can make potions and stuff. And what is soup if not a delicious potion? A garbage potion. Um, we all know about your feelings about soup <laughs> and talking to normal people. Like, so a cleric can only produce, like, holy wafers. Mm-hmm. Which probably isn't going to be particularly tasty. Can they produce holy wafer cones, though, to put ice cream in? Hmm. I guess, like... As long as it's sacred ice cream, mm. which I'm pretty sure exists uh, somewhere in Catholic dogma. There's there's probably some weird religion in D&D that's like, the milk from this specific cow is blessed. Paladins like... Paladins make meat, but it only comes from animals they verify the murderers. Yeah. I guess rangers, like, rangers can find the ingredients at least. Yeah, rangers would be good at, like, preparing food, but, like, they don't cook things, they just eat it raw. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I feel rogue would be good, because they're sneaky. I'm trying to remember which class gets purify food and drink. I believe that's cleric? Okay, so clerics are at least useful, because then if you really fuck up cooking, Hmm. they can at least make it edible. Like, yeah, you have a cleric there to heal the meal if it goes really wrong. Um, yeah, so you have a you have a, a fight. Yeah, I feel a rogue to cut the uh, ingredients, mm-hmm. an artificial to, artificer to do the cooking itself. Yeah. Um, a cleric there on standby. Yeah, in case of emergency. <laughs> and who would be the best to actually serve the food? A bard, naturally, did Yeah, like, is that, like, too obvious? I feel like if you had a barbarian, it would at least deal reasonably well with any, like, obnoxious customers. I'm not sure how many restaurants would define dealing well with problem customers as decking them. Probably just, like, Burger King. <laughs> if we're in Burger King, then you send out the barbarian. Mm-hmm. The Burger Barbarian is like the Burger King's primary, like, enforcer. The Burger King has a squadron of barbarians at all times, just for personal defence. This is drifting into Feast of Legends. We cannot go back there. Everything becomes Feast of Legends if you wait long enough to discuss. Was it called Feast of Legends? Uh, Yes, I believe it was. It has ingrained itself into our mind. It really has. And it can ingrain itself in your mind if you if you join our Patreon. You know, just gotta put that out there. Join our Patreon and we will send a barbarian to Burger King. I feel like we've been neglecting the druids. But I, th- yeah, I feel like, like they're another, like... Just make a foraged salad kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like the problem is I imagine druids have like really like specific stances on what food they will allow. 
A druid would either be like a vegan, clean-eating, home-cook kind of vibe. Mm. Or here are three raw things on a plate that will be £100. Yeah, they're going to either... There's no in-between. Yeah, like they're going to either only eat food that has never seen the sun, or they're just going to put a rat and a knife on your table and go, there you go. (laughs) Is the rat at least... No, peeled isn't the right word, but I'm going to go with it. Is the rat at least peeled? (laughs) They peeled that rat... That that is what the chef does at the druid restaurant. Just mm. peels rats. <laughs> no one's asking for rats. No one eats the rind anyway. <laughs> I see you found enemies. Would you like me to peel them for you? <laughs> well, that's a horrifying <laughs> series of words. So our next question. <laughs> is not loading because my computer just went weird back to peeling. The Our other question is also asked by a mysterious hooded stranger. The same one or a different one? Who can tell? We don't know. It could just be two people wearing similar hoods. It's dark in here. I was talking to my grandma about D&D last time I visited. She got up and handed me a prank bourbon biscuit made of rubber and said... Would you have a use for this in your critical role? Sometimes she gets me lovely thoughtful gifts, sometimes she's just trying to get rid of stuff. What creature is best conveyed with a chocolate biscuit that should not be eaten under any circumstances? This is the most specific question we've ever got. I salute your grandmother. (laughs) Firstly, I just feel like would you have a use for this in your critical role is a great way to do a dramatic reveal. Especially if you're fighting Matt Mercer. We need to stop talking about, like, fighting internet DMs. Come at us, Matt Mercer. We will throw rubber bourbons at you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, we need we need to give this grandmother some D&D ideas. What is the bounciest D&D monster? I feel a gelatinous cube would bounce. Yeah, I've, I imagine it having the texture of, like, the jelly cubes that you dissolve in water rather than the maid's jelly. Mm. Possibly also a flumph? I feel like they're... It might just be because I watched Finding Nemo as a small child, but I feel like their tops would be bouncy like a jellyfish. Mm. Like, I guess the other thing is, what is the tastiest monster, to which the answer is, of course, a peeled rat? <laughs> like, I, f- I feel like, just to get the obvious answer out of the way, I feel like it's some sort of, like, food-shaped mimic. I mean, I guess you know. Like it pretends to be a chocolate biscuit and then it sticks to your mouth and holds it shut and you slowly suffocate on biscuit. Like, I guess the advantage of, like, a mimic. The advantage of a mimic is anything can be a miniature for a mimic. Mm -hmm. Like, you you could just put anything down and go, yeah, that's a mimic. And, you know, who's to say you're wrong? But, yeah, I think in terms of other answers... Mm -hmm. Cause like, so it needs to be something I feel reasonably large, just because a bourbon is like a chunky thing. Yeah, it's gonna be at least um, it's gonna be at least a large creature, I think, because it's gonna be at least a couple of squares if you're using a grid. I guess like a bouncy giant. A bouncy giant. Yeah. 
like a hill giant, but it's on a pogo stick. Is that how it gets up the hills? Yeah. Um, so there's that. I think, like... What about a displacer beast? Hmm. Because it's the right sort of size and coloration. Yeah. And also, I feel like the displacement is just very good for something made of rubber because it's going to be bouncy. Yeah, it's going to jump. Idea. Idea. And, and because it can take like half damage from stuff because the attacks bounce off it because it's made of rubber. Displacer beasts are made of rubber. Prove me wrong. It's never established in canon that they're not. Like, we think they're a different place when you look, but no, they're just jumpy. <laughs> they're just bouncy kitties. Anyway, idea. Mm -hmm. Your grandmother. She's in your D&D &D campaign now. And she is a large biscuit? Hey, she's the one who chose the piece. <laughs> this feels like some sort of test, like whatever item you pick from the from the tray will represent you in a D&D game. Yeah, that is... Actually, I like that as a challenge to get... <laughs> we could play D&D, but whichever item you choose will be your character. You have to not tell the players in advance, though. Hmm. Like, they think I... you're just picking some things to put in Christmas crackers or something. Yeah. Like... I like it if, like, you're like, yeah, what, which of these you want for... Do you think I should give, like, my family? And they pick you out, and then you just pull out a uh, GM screen from nowhere. Maybe you could use this in your critical role, you say. And then you put it down and it falls and they're playing D&D now. I feel like a lot of our, our discussions turn into surprise D&D. Surprise D&D, you know. You're never, you're never, like, more than ten feet away from a GM. Terrifying. I feel that should be a D&D &D setting in its own right. Like, there's just rogue GMs everywhere. I need to avoid ending up in a campaign with one of them. It feels like an idea not for a D&D &D game, but for either some sort of Chronicles of Darkness or possibly a Monster Hunter, where the spirit of tabletop gaming is possessing people and making them trap others in games. I feel it sounds like one of those movies from the 80s made by people who have no idea what D&D &D is. Quite possibly, actually, yeah. <laughs> little, little bit of satanic panic. But I mean, yeah. Who doesn't like a little bit of satanic panic now and then? <laughs> World of Darkness, but like... DMs are just one of uh, one of the villain monster factions. DM the scheduling. <laughs> um, I hope this answers your question of what to do with your cool grandma's <laughs> cool gift. As I said, we have a Patreon if you want homebrew and bonus episodes, which do include two separate Feast of Legends campaigns. Um which take place in the same continuity because yeah uh, that is patreon.com slash probably bad RPG ideas possibly put more effort into it than the people who actually made it did I definitely put a lot of effort into the second one which wasn't a pre-written campaign and was instead taking down the tyrant queen Wendy 
I would argue I'm that, proud uh, of that campaign. Yeah, I would argue that at least morally speaking, we should have the copyright to Wendy's. Um, if you have a question, you can message Probably Bad RPG Ideas on Tumblr or email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. And um, remember to have a probably, to have bad, a probably day. bad day. Bye.